Happy holidays, gentle listeners. Welcome to Lifeline Theaters on the Air. I'm Alicia Duncan, Artistic Director. Tonight, we bring you the conclusion of our four-part serialized adaptation of The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus by L. Frank Baum, best known as the author of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Tonight's installment, part four, Santa Claus, continues his story of how he came to be who he is even as his last night on earth slips away. Under advice from the Queen of the Fairies, he had determined that all children deserve happiness, and now he had to figure out how to make toys for them all and how to get the toys to them. This episode is produced by Patreon supporter Heather Hagen. Our executive producer from Patreon is Micah Adams. You can join Heather and Micah and our community of listeners at patreon.com slash theater. So, sit back and enjoy the conclusion to the life and adventures of Santa Claus. Who wants cider? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Delicious. No, thank you. Uh, now, here, let me help you. Thank you, mother. Is that cinnamon? Yes, gnome king, and nutmeg. Nice. Sit, Claus. Finish your story. Okay. Where was I? Ah, yes. Thank you, king of the soundings. I had just resolved to make toys for any and all children who wanted one. Word of my endeavor was spreading, and therefore demand was spreading. But I was one man, living in a valley that was impassable four months out of the year. I'm sorry! Jack! Jack. Jack. Come on. No, Jack, please. People can't think of me without thinking of you. You are a major part of my story. I owe you a lot. And I have always considered you a friend. Well, all right then. No more interruptions. My lips are frozen shut. So there I was trying to make, paint, and dress every toy. I had my own ambitions about new toys to make and how to make them and I had to figure out how to deliver them all. A daunting task. Why did you undertake it? Well, Ak, when you showed me the world, I realized how fortunate I was as a child. I had to do what I could to make life better for other children. You have made the inhabitants of the Forest of Brzee very proud. Thank you, Queen Zerline. It fills me with joy to hear that. So... How did you do it? How did you become Santa Claus? Well, Gnome King, to me, I am still just Claus. But as to how I started, I returned from the forest of Berzee after seeking counsel about whether or not I should make toys for all children rather than just poor ones. 
and I was working on a new batch of toys, trying to figure out how much I could carry and how far I could get. Before I knew it, I had filled my house with toys again. I had no better plan than to fill my pack, walk as far as I could in one direction, giving toys away until I was out, and then coming back and loading up and doing it all again. But then an early winter came. Frozen shut! So I settled in to build even more toys, to get ahead of it, when I looked out my window and saw some old friends. Oh! Hello, dear! Claws. Claws. It was Flossie and Glossy, two of the deer from the great forest of Burzee. But there was something peculiar about them. They were standing on top of the snow. Flossie, how are you able to walk on the snow so easily? It's frozen hard. It's solid as ice. <laughs> oh, then perhaps I might now carry my pack of toys to the children. Is it a long journey? Yes, it will take me many days, for the pack is heavy. Then the snow would thaw before you could get back, and then you would be stuck. Had I your fleet feet, I could make the journey in a day. Oh, definitely. But you don't. Yeah. Dear friends, I would never wish to burden you unnecessarily, but perhaps one of you could let me ride on your back. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Our backs are not strong enough to carry you, much less you and a large pack of toys. But. But? But? Well, I'm just saying, if you had a sledge. Ooh, good thought, good thought. You could harness us to it, and we should be able to draw you easily and your pack as well. Yes, that could work. And you would do that for me? If I build a sledge? Well, wait, we must first go and ask Will Nook, who is our guardian, for permission. But if he consents and you can make a sledge and harness, we will gladly assist you. Then you go ask permission and I will get everything else ready. So they went off and I was able to pull together enough of my materials to fashion a rudimentary sledge. It was not pretty, but it was functional. And then I was able to take some cords and knot them so they would fit around the torsos of the deer. The deer returned. We have been granted permission by Will Nook to make the journey with you, provided we would be back in Burzee by daybreak. We know that isn't a very long time, but we are swift and strong, and if we get started by this evening, we can travel many miles during the night. Only this is as far outside of Burzee as we have ever been. We don't know where we are going. If I may, I will place these cords around you and use them as my reins. If you feel me pull left, go left. If you feel me pull right, go right. If you feel nothing, straight ahead as fast as you can. Very well. Are you ready? All ready. Away we go. I was nearly blown off the back of the sledge they took off so fast. Their speed was almost supernatural. I had never ridden with deer before, and I was unsure if they were trying to impress me or if this was nothing for them. Sunset and the moon rose, and we journeyed across the frozen snow. I had never made the trip by night before. With the snow glowing under the light of the full moon, I almost preferred it. It was so beautiful. The deer preferred the night, because although they wanted to see the world, they had a just fear of man. 
We soon came to a village, and then I realized I had a new problem. I am afraid, my friends, we have made the journey for nothing. What's the matter? Everyone is asleep, so I cannot get the toys to the children. What about up there? Up where? Up on top of that hoose. I think you mean house? Yeah, up on top of that house. That looks open. The chimney? Now you're just making up words. How am I supposed to get up there? Hold on! And before I knew it, they leapt themselves, the sledge, me, and my pack of toys to the roof. Seems like your weak backs may have been a fiction. It's all about weight distribution. Uh Uh-huh. Well, get to it. We have to be back by daybreak. We don't even know if there are any children in there. Then go down real quiet-like and check. How do I get back out? We just leapt to the top of a roof. Surely you can climb up a chimney, chimney, chimber, chimney. And the door is locked from the inside, right? So just go out the front. You don't know chimney, but you know door and lock. What's your point? Go! So I suddenly found myself going down a chimney. I certainly never would have predicted when I woke up that morning that I would be sliding down a chimney with a pack of toys after leaping to a rooftop on a sledge pulled by deer later that day. But there I was. I suppose it was the thought of having traveled all that way and the nervousness of Flossie and Glossie to get back by daybreak that made it seem okay in the moment. Also, if it was going to be a long winter... Frozen shut! I say nothing! Be quiet, Jack! Quiet, Jack! It would be a wonderful surprise for the children to wake up to a new toy. I found a small child in a crib and placed a doll into her arms, and the child smiled and hugged it. I thought of going out the front, but then it would be unlocked, so I climbed back up the chimney. And from there, our work continued apace, leaping from roof to roof, down the chimneys, presents given, back up the chimney. Soon this village was done, and the night still seemed young. Shall we find another village? My sack is still full of toys. Hop on! Lead the way! Away we go! When we got to the next village, they immediately leapt to the first roof, and we went about our business. House by house, village by village, until the pack of toys was empty. What's that gray streak in the sky? Oh no, it's the coming dawn of the day. Then we shall not be back in time and we will be punished. Quick, now the pack is empty, we can move faster, so hold fast. All I could do was hold onto the sledge for deer or deer. (coughs) Thank you, life. And trust they knew the way home because I had to keep my head down because of the breakneck speed. I was holding onto the sledge instead of the reins. Before I knew it, I was sliding to a halt as the harnesses broke in front of my home and Flossie and Glossie leapt off into the forest as the day broke. Not a bad night's work. I had gone farther and delivered more toys than I ever had before, but my heart was low at the prospect of getting my friends in trouble. So after cleaning the soot off of myself and a quick nap, I went into the forest to speak with Will Nook regarding Flossie and Glossie. They was told. Be back before daybreak. Surely, Will Nook, it could not have been very long after daybreak. It was one minute. One minute after. Early is on time, and on time is late, so one minute past is exceptionally late. For that, 
they shall get the stinging gnats and suffer terribly for their disobedience. But it's my fault. Yes, I'm sure it was. But you are protected by the decree of the great woodsman, Ack. There is nothing to be done to you. But a rule was broken, and someone must pay. But that isn't fair. Choices have consequences, Claus. And if you are free from facing them, others shall face them in your place. And their suffering will be on your head. Well, I felt lower than I ever had, knowing that I put my friends in danger, that I got careless with the time, and because of that they would be punished. So I went to you, Ak, and asked for your advice. Yes, I sent for the Prince of Nooks, the only one to have dominion over Will Nook, and had an assembly much like the one we find ourselves in tonight. Sent for? Uh, requested your presence. Thank you. I will always be grateful for your intervention that day, Ak. Well, Claus, the work you were doing among mankind deserved the support of every honest immortal. Your work the night before was already being talked of. The word of Claus the Toymaker had preceded your journey. So when the children woke up to find toys, no one could decipher how you did it. No one saw the sledge tracks on the roofs, so they thought you to be magic. Or so good that you had the powers of a saint and could walk through the walls. I am no saint, but every child deserves kindness. Which is why it always bothered me that parents would tell their children that only if they were good would they get a gift. That was never the point. I agree that children should be taught kindness, but true kindness is selfless, not transactional. Your kindness was the greatest gift you were giving away, so I was happy to plead your case. Not merely for the forgiveness of Flossie and Glossie, but also of their continued help. I was concerned about the safety of the deer. Men are not to be trusted. That is why, as Queen of the Fairies, with humankind as my dominion, I promised that no harm would come to your deer while they were away in the forest. And I, as Prince of the Rills, would allow to every deer that assisted Claus the privilege of eating my Casa plants, which give strength, and my Grawl plants, which give fleetness of foot, and my Marbon plants, which give strong limbs. And as queen of the nymphs, I permitted the deer which would draw Claus's sledge to bathe in the forest pool of nares, which would give them sleek coats and wonderful beauty. Will Nook was not easily pleased. Your majesty, deer are deer. It is wrong for them to be harnessed. They are wild creatures of the world, owing no service to mankind. It would degrade them to labor for Claus, who is only a man, in spite of the favor of this gathering of immortals. He made a good point. So, we decided to ask the deer themselves. Bring forth the deer! Ow, 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 Your Majesty, could we lose the gnats, please? But, Will Nook! Fine. I mean... Yes, your highness. Thank you. Thank you. Flossie and Glossie, you helped Claus in his mission to bring joy to the children of the world. Did you have any objection to drawing his sledge? Not at all. 
we had a wonderful time. On the way back, we were going so fast that Claus was making this little noise at the back of his throat, sort of a It was hysterical. We really, really tried to get back by daybreak, but we were a minute too late, and Master Will Nook always says... Yes, 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 we are aware. I feel that they have paid enough penance for being one minute late. Don't you, Prince? I think they can be forgiven. I will allow it, provided it does not happen again. Again? Then you will permit them to make another journey with me? Since this august gathering of immortals asks me to grant the favor... I will permit the deer to go with claws. But, but only for one night every year. Um, let's say Christmas Eve. Provided they are always returned to the forest by daybreak. He may select any number he pleases, up to ten, to draw his sledge. And they will be called reindeer to establish that they are different from the deer of the wild. And they shall bathe in the pool of Nares, and eat the causa and grawl and marbon plants, and shall be under the protection of the fairy queen. And now, cease your grumbling, Will Nook, for my words shall be obeyed. Hooray! I didn't realize at the time that Christmas Eve was only ten nights away, and there I was all out of toys. The shrewd prince foresaw that. He chose Christmas Eve knowing you would lose an entire year. Yeah, (laughs) I thought I had you there. (laughs) I make my own fun. Luckily, you have many friends in the forest of Burzee. Friends with swift hands and quick learners. Before I knew it, the nymphs and fairies and rills and even a good portion of nooks were working away building new toys. But I knew I would need a new sledge. Something more like a sleigh. Oh, 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 this is where I come in. The Gnome King is in this story. You are a very important part of my story, Gnome King, because you made me the steel runners for my new sleigh. Yes, and I got three drums, a trumpet, and two dolls out of the bargain. The runners curled at the end and were so slick you could push one on the snow and it wouldn't stop. I even threw in some sleigh bells as part of the bargain. Yes, the deer loved them. The sleigh was made from the finest wood found by the nooks, and the rills helped me paint it a festive red with gold trim. When Christmas Eve day came, the sleigh was full of toys, and a team of reindeer stood ready. They had all volunteered and bathed in the pool of nares, and eaten the casa plant to become strong, and the grawl to become fleet of foot. I climbed onto the sleigh and said, Now away we go, o'er the gleaming snow, while the deer runs swift and free. For to girls and boys we carry the toys that will fill their hearts with glee. It was a merry, happy night, and we traveled to villages I had never even seen before until my pack of toys was empty, and we returned home, beating the dawn by a full minute. And that was my first Christmas Eve. The first of many. Yes, yes. Of course, I was so tired I slept right through Christmas Day. But the day after Christmas, I awoke and began to build the next batch. And this time I had a whole year, so I really decided to get creative and learn some new techniques. We were a long way from the simple carved animals I began with. 
Now we had toys that walked, and at Nasil's suggestion, dolls that could say Papa and Mama. Some toys that squeaked when you squeezed them, and lambs that could say Bah! Birds that whistled, and horses on wheels or rockers. And now another Christmas Eve was upon us, and we sped off into the night with a ho 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 and a ha 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 and a ho ho ha ha he. Now away we go o'er the frozen snow, as merry as we can be. There are many joys in our load of toys, as many a child will know. We'll scatter them wide on our wild night ride o'er the crisp and sparkling snow. We came to the first village and came down the first chimney to find some children's stockings hung by the chimney to dry out. And I thought, well, if I just leave the toys for them here, I can probably get to a lot more homes. And so I did. And at every house that had stockings by the fireplace, I left the toys there and was able to visit even more homes than the previous year. And when I came around the following Christmas, all the homes had stockings by the fireplace, so I was able to deliver to more homes. And word must have spread, because every year, more and more homes hung their stockings by the chimney with care on Christmas Eve. It was surely a great help to me. And soon it seemed as if I was doing things and getting to places no mere mortal man could get to in order to deliver my toys. My reindeer were flying over great distances. Well, Claus, we might have helped. It wouldn't be fair to children born in warmer climates or on islands or remote corners of the world to not know joy because you couldn't drive a sleigh there. So, if the immortals could lend some magic one night out of the year to make the world a happier place, then we have always been happy to do so. Yes, my icy winds carried you to faraway places and made sure your sleigh runners remained icy slick. Redemption, Jack Frost! Oh, oh. And as king of the sleep phase, I would make sure that no matter how they try, the children just can't keep their eyes open. That way, you can leave the toys without having to answer a lot of questions. As always, I am gifted with so much kindness that I am never going to be able to repay it all. I suppose that was what has driven me all these years. I was lucky. I could have vanished into nothing as a babe left in the woods. But through kindness I was saved. In kindness I was raised. And I have a duty to return that kindness to the world. But the kindness given to me was so much, I feel even now, even on this night, at this time, I still have not repaid it. I can only hope. I can only hope that the kindness I have shared has taken root in the hearts of people and they too can share it to make the world a better place. Thank you, old friends. Thank you for your gifts. And thank you for helping me share my gifts. Whatever comes after this, for me, I hope you know that wherever that is, I will still be grateful. And now... Now I must turn in. Thanks for the warm seat. It was an honor, Claus. Good night, Claus. Good night. Nighty night. Oh, Claus, I still see that infant child when I look into your face. I love you, Mother. 
and I have tried to share your love for me with the world. This is all because of you. I hope you know that. Oh, Claus. Mother, too tight again. Sorry, sorry. I... I would like to... I know this sounds foolish, because you are... You are... An old man. Oh, Claus. I will tuck you in, and you can't say no. Okay, Mother. I think that would help me rest. Also, would someone take care of Cat the Eighth for me? She is a good cat. I will rest better knowing she is looked after. Good night, once more. Well? Oh, my heart. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, oh, sorry. My tears are freezing to my face. Has Claus lived a commendable life? The humans call him a saint, so I suppose he must have done. He has lived a life of service. He considers it a, a duty to repay kindness. As queen of the fairies, and one whose charge is humanity, I know that the name of Claus is known across the world and he is thanked in all corners. None speak ill of him, and his only desire is to make children happy. He has made the world a better place. He was a rare individual. The world will never see his like again. Ah, truer words have never been spoken, King of the Sound Imps. Beautifully put. Claus's passing will put a hole in the world. The children will wake to a Christmas with no toy. And they shall know that Claus is no more, and it will sadden the world. A kind man in the mortal world becomes indispensable. And Claus was the kindest. His loss will be keenly felt. As I said, being mortal is stupid. Which brings me to my next point. The, the one immortal who never joins our council, who always stands outside of us, the spirit of death, hovers over us now, waiting. But I propose, and with his consent, that of all men living, none other deserves immortality more than our claws. Oh, yes! Yes! Of course you think so, Nasil. You raised him. No, I don't disagree with the statement. I'm just saying... I don't know what I'm saying. Wait. Claus is mortal. Does he deserve immortality? Sure. I think so, but he isn't, so what does it matter what I think? Well, your majesty, if I may be allowed to continue... Yes, yes, yes. All right. I propose to you, the immortals of this world, to bestow upon Claus the mantle of immortality. Oh, yes! In all the world, in all of history, there is but one mantle of immortality. Oh, it is as old as we are. I did, no one has ever claimed it. And yet it exists. 
What will it profit any one of us to allow it to remain in its lonely shrine? It exists to be bestowed. No mortal has deserved it, but you have all heard the story of Santa Claus. Can any of you deny that he has lived a life deserving of it? Yes. Vote. We must vote. Very well. I propose to my fellow immortals to bestow the mantle of immortality upon our friend Claus, known in all parts of the world as Santa Claus. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Uh... I, as king of the wind demons, would just like it noted that that was actual wind and not me, as I voted I, make him immortal. What happened there was just silence. Okay, continue. Then it is unanimous. Gnome King? From deep in the earth, I call forward from its golden and gleaming crypt, the mantle of immortality. Thank you. I try. Well, a little bit. Let us go see Claus. Nasil, would you do the honors? Yes, please. Come in. Hello, Mother. Has everyone left? Oh, Claus, my son. The immortals have given me the honor of giving this gift to you, but it is also a gift for myself. For now, I and the world will never know your loss. What do you mean? The immortals have all agreed to bestow upon you this mantle of immortality that you may continue your work for now and for all time. Even now, more kindness. How will I ever repay it all? Well, now you will have eternity to try, my dear. Now, let me put this on you. How do you feel? I feel loved. And I feel young. Uh, Sorry, Uh, we couldn't help but listen. Knock, knock. Come in, Master Ack, and thank you for this. Claus, I'm glad you see it as a gift. And I'm glad you also know that there is work ahead of you. You spread joy, but sometimes the world can be a dark place. The things I showed when we traveled together still exist every day. Every day, Claus, we all must work to make things better. And if your work is bringing joy to the hearts of children... Then there are no days off. I understand, Ak. I will meet this challenge with every fiber of my being and the gifts of the immortals to help me. Even now, I am amazed how a simple act of kindness decades ago has shaped the world into a new way. You may call on us to help you be it making toys or helping in delivering them to children. The world is a big place. Take all the help you need. With all of us working together, 
Nothing is impossible. Thank you, Greatak. You know what I think? What's that? I think this is going to be the best Christmas Eve ever. Tonight's episode was produced by Lifeline Theater and Sound Concept Media. It was adapted and directed by Lifeline Ensemble member Christopher Hainsworth, with music by John Benedek and featuring the talents of Bilal Dardai as Klaus, Anthony Kayer as Jack Frost, Heather Curry as Nasil the Nymph, Patrick Blagel as Ak the Great Woodsman of the World, Jennifer Tyler as Queen Zerline, Manny Tamayo as the Gnome King, Katie McLean Hainsworth as Flossie the Deer, Amanda Link as Glossy the Deer, James E. Grote as Will Nook and King of the Sleep Phase, Peter Greenberg as Prince of the Nooks, Dorothy Milne as Queen of the Fairies, Andres Enriquez as Prince of Rills and King of the Wind Demons, and Sandy Snyder as the Queen of the Water Sprites. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to hear about future projects, and as always, it's a great help to us if you can subscribe, rate, and review. You can support our podcast financially at patreon.com backslash lifeline theater. From all of us here at Lifeline to all of you, happy holidays. <laughs>